Welcome back to the Those podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. Today I'm going to talk about U.S. manufacturing and its kind of rebirth due to the current circumstances in the world. First, of course, it started off with the pandemic and the United States really finding out how beholden they are to a lot of countries when it comes to importing just basic stuff. Uh, in this case, obviously, the big thing was PPE. Now, with that said, back in August, they are, you know, in the summer, sorry, they passed the the bill that could uh, really try to bring back manufacturing here in the U.S. Now, I'm not saying there's not a lot of manufacturing in the U.S., but they want to really bring it back and stop being so freaking beholden to all imports. And now, obviously, with the conflict in Ukraine, or in Ukraine, In this case, I guess it was really, you know, the uh, the energy imports from really starting to show here with, a, with gas increases and such like that. But also the uh, the ports over in the Black Sea, everything's just getting clogged up over there. So the I think we're really starting to see the importance of building up U.S. manufacturing and the opportunity for a business person or investor to jump in on that. I'm going to share this article from The Atlantic. So on paper, Cadenza Innovation is everything a modern American startup is supposed to be. The Connecticut-based company was founded by an award-winning Swedish chemist who first came to the U.S. to work at MIT. Promised a major breakthrough, lithium batteries that were far less likely to explode than conventional designs. So found R&D support from the federal government. You get to promote an industry at essential to smartphones as addressing climate change. So really what... Uh, you know, running everything off electricity and cars and such like that and building battery technologies comes to is energy independence. And I think they sell it under the veil of uh, really and uh, is, uh, you know, in saving the environment where really it's energy independence is the biggest thing. But um, all right. So in short, Cadenza showed showcased every innovation boosting feature from the American economy. It opened this to immigrants, its world-leading research institution, and its generous public research support. Yet when it came time to mass-produce these batteries, the company looked abroad. In 2018, Cadenza licensed this technology for mass pr- production to Bach Power, a Chinese conglomerate. It is one of at least three American companies on the frontier of battery technology that have recently licensed their work to do or have been outright acquired by the Chinese firm. We had some discussions with U.S. manufacturers, but the battery industry in the U.S. is not strong. Wherever the industry is, that's where you have to go. The situation ails more than just batteries. So ask yourself why Tesla is the only major high-tech manufacturing company emerging in the United States in the past decade or so. Why have politicians been trying and failing since the Clinton administration to turn the U.S. into a powerhouse of clean energy exports? The culprit is a frustrating and persistent shortcoming of the American economy. You could call it the manufacturing gap. So... When new technology are based in research stage and decades away from reaching a market, U.S. lavishly supports them. But when those save technology on the verge of commercialization and prepared for mass production, American support drops away. No bank officer or venture capitalist will write their innovations to a loan. Investors, other investors in a loan. No local manufacturing hub will work with the final kinks out of the production line. So the new technologies fall into a valley of death between conventional R&D and commercialization. Their investors either license the technology abroad or go bankrupt, selling years' worth of intellectual properties for pennies on the dollar. Over the year, this valley has gotten wider. Historically, the government has done uh, has put more money into R&D pipeline at the top, hope, hope that it eventually trickle down to market. 
So this gap poses real problems for the economy and for society as a significant limit is the country's capacity to respond to climate change. The decline in American manufacturing is one of those problems uh, that everyone knows about and nobody seems to know how to fix. Tariffs and tax credits have failed to much improve the situation. Instead, we hear excuses, labor is too expensive, United States, or energy is too costly. Perhaps the problem is simpler. The U.S. doesn't have high-end manufacturing sector because nobody will finance one. Small and medium-sized American companies now struggle to borrow the billions of dollars necessary to finance a new factory, especially that those loans take 10 to 20 years to pay out. The U.S. financial system isn't very good at funding things that have, been, that have very modest returns and take a long time for those turns to re- realize, Nam said. You could be the most talented engineer in your generation, launch an advanced battery startup out of MIT, and you'd still battle to obtain the $3 billion needed to finance a new production line. More established firms cannot access patient capital, where they had one would borrow from local banks, and uh, many of those institutions have been absorbed into national chains. That's why a lot of the, the foreign countries, especially China, have no problem playing the long game. That's what they do. Uh, what's happening can be seen in part as a, mar- a market failure when the research has been completed, but the technical implementation is not clear yet. So in many ways, Tesla is the exception in that it's a kind of the only manufacturing firm that's come out of Silicon Valley in decades. But they did this because Elon Musk has a great personal wealth he came with. He's also a huge personality, right? And get in front of a lot of people. People forget that, but that is critical when selling your product and getting funding. For years, a solution to the manufacturing gap has been clear to experts like Nam. The U.S. government needs to fix this market failure just as it fixes others. Yet, that possibly seems off the table. But recently, industrial policy has become more popular across parties. Senator Marco Rubio, a Republican, has spoken favorably about it, and now a group of moderate Democrat senators led by Chris Coons of Delaware has proposed chartering an industrial finance cooperation um, at bank owned by the U.S. government that would fill the manufacturing gap for high-end tech production nationwide. I'll fully break the fourth wall here and say it. Uh, this, it's a great idea, and the first-rate climate policy, the IFC would have the ability to make long-term loans, buy equity, make purchase or guarantee the firm. It could do it climate essential technologies such as clean energy, semiconductors, and batteries. Well, I could say that, you know, other than this uh, writer, that America doesn't want to get into the business of owning businesses. Uh, All right. I just wanted to touch on that stuff right there. So uh, I think there's a huge opportunity to jump into that. No, I don't know how many of these listeners have (laughs) vast wealth in order to fund stuff like this, but... uh, Maybe even if it's a a group of people investing or a company that could be built to get a bunch of investors together to start a company like a a startup company in the manufacturing and not just on the tech side, but the actual manufacturing side, the actual hardware side, but a lot like what Tesla did. I think there's some opportunity there, Uh, maybe even something like a Kickstarter for them, you know. Uh, for some of the companies. But obviously, they'd have to have a lot of money. And so they'd have to have somebody very, very talented or a group of people very, very talented bringing enough money for that for those people. But you could have a firm. You could start a firm uh, to round up investors for this for manufacturing here in the United States. I didn't jump exactly what into that manufacturing bill that was passed um, last year, but... Maybe it'd be a good thing to check it out, look into, and see where it's at. And an opportunity for some pe- some investors or some aspiring 
aspiring young or old business owners or uh, to start their own business on the getting money together for brand new manufacturing company startups. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Athos Podcast. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. Take care. Bye.